Welcome to our podcast, Deconstruct. My name is Lauren. And I'm Adam. On this podcast, we want to help start or continue conversations about the beautiful and messy parts of life. Although we both had a conservative upbringing, we've since grown out of a lot of our traditional ways of thinking. We're learning to deconstruct the religious lenses we once saw the world through, breaking down topics like purity culture, racism, and the patriarchy, while demystifying things like feminism, equality, and love. Stepping away from our evangelical church background, all the while leaning into God and moving forward in our faith. We'd love to hear your story. You can find us on Instagram at deconstruct.pod. Now, on to the episode. Dog, just a happy, happy, happy dog. Well, good morning. You are a happy dog this morning. <laughs> good morning. Welcome to Deconstruct, where I am now a happy dog. Hey, I mean, we're in a new space every single time we do this. So yep. hopefully this one works better. Welcome, welcome. If you're watching the video, hello. We are in our new house, in our new studio. Um, and we're very happy about it. Yeah. But if you're just listening on the podcast, hello, welcome back. I can if- describe the space to you if you'd like. We have a beautiful uh, Birds of Paradise plant here. Yes, a you white couch. Snake plant on your side. Snake, snaky. So today it is just Adam and I. Yep, we're just chilling out. <laughs> it's like these are some of my favorite episodes just because it's what we wanted in the first place. Not to say that like what we're doing isn't what we want to do, but. We just love being able to sit down and have a conversation with each other and and just kind of catch up on life and where we're at. I feel like we do as much discovery on this podcast as we do, you know, in life and in conversations. So yeah. It's like, well, here is where we get to kind of almost like give a synopsis or not even synopsis, but like hash out a lot of the things that we've been like dropping, you know, hints of the conversation like in our own relationship since we're with each other all the time. Right, yeah. So I feel like this is where we get to actually like hash it out and yeah. like talk about it and try to verbalize what's going on inside our minds. So what has been happening inside <laughs> your mind lately? And bodies. That's like the more important <laughs> part. Um, so yeah. So something that we've been talking about recently is we have been discussing the emotional toll it takes on us to deconstruct us meaning big us human beings. Right. Um, But then also on the flip side of that, there's been aspects of deconstruction that have been far easier than I expected them to be. Yeah. I mean, we really didn't struggle much with our deconstruction. I mean, (laughs) that's such a, that's, that's true kind of, but we also were going through a lot of other stuff in life. Right. Everything else was our, our, our trauma was masked by more trauma. Yeah, for sure. I was like, yeah, it's okay. Like God, sure. Like I don't, God can change, but You're my like, that's like not what matters right my now. family struck. Yeah, exactly. My family <laughs> structure was changing. You know, finances were really hard right. careers and identities. I feel like we just gotten married. Yeah. Shift in responsibility and how life looks. And I feel like because our, spiritual uh identity was wrapped in our careers that was the hard part like that was like what was difficult but i don't think it was the actual it wasn't like the deconstruction itself it wasn't like losing well also because we had been on the road so we really didn't have like a community community. that we were leaving yeah we 
we kind of were isolated a little bit. And yeah. so it wasn't like, I don't know. It's not like we had lost like this group of friends. We realized we came off the road and we almost like we didn't have that. We're like, all there right. Was so no identity. So like, <laughs> all right, what are we doing this for? Like, what is this about? So anyway, there was like the career identities too. Yeah. But so, so that being said, like I obviously have a heart for everyone who is deconstructing and has kind of like changed the lens that they see the world through. And like, that can be, that can be shocking, but there's, yeah. but like I said, there's things for me that I thought would be more dramatic. Like me. Well, first of all, I changed pronouns for God. Right. And then Which I was, was huge just for your understanding of everything in the world. Yeah. I went from he God to she God to they God to no God. <laughs> This is the path of my deconstruction. Is this a new Dr. Seuss book? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like that was a lot easier of a transition than some of the other aspects that are now coming up. Adam, you said it. You said we've been working through so much stuff over the past several years and kind of like deconstructing not just faith not just like religion but like other things as well like society like culture cultural things relationship things that i feel like we have been working through things that are we're now at the bottom of the barrel not that like we're ever done growing or evolving as humans right not that there's actual actually a bottom of the barrel but like but i feel like we're digging deep right now there are layers to how you i don't know the things that you are mentally able to deconstruct and and maybe some of the things that you... You kind of need to get, like, the surface stuff out of the way before you can really get deep. Right. Which, for me, I thought I was digging deep from the beginning because I was like, oh, well, nothing could be more deep than, like, losing the identity of God, right? right. Or, like, even my own sure. career identity. That was really hard. And I did work through that for, a, like, a long time, I'd right. say. Like, for, like, a couple years. I was, I was consistently... <laughs> just trying to figure out who you Freaking were out. if you weren't if you weren't an artist and if you weren't a a Christian in the way that you were and if you weren't you, you know we changed family so you weren't a delirious anymore at least in the same way that you were yeah and so it's like all of those things were just you needed to deal with those first you yeah need, we needed to get out of we needed to get out of sketchy neighborhoods and get mm, financially stable and we needed like to physically safe physically safe and, and be able to afford safe. food and yeah. all of the, you know, the little things in life. Uh, yeah. Okay. So we're dancing around. Essentially one of the hardest things that we've been talking about lately is like afterlife and you know, not everyone is going to land on the same page. They shouldn't. I really hope we all don't land on the same page actually. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that like I've recently just like been, I don't want to say even realizing because it's not like I have found this answer. Essentially, it's the opposite. I'm like, there really is no answer for afterlife. No. And that's that's fine with me. Which we had an not interesting... Not knowing is fine. Right. We had a conversation recently with uh, uh, heretical theology mm-hmm. where now he self-describes as an atheist mm-hmm. but had a season where he described himself as agnostic and mm-hmm. kind of had to dive into like, what what the difference was like what what is agnostic versus what is atheist and i think being able to put a title to agnostic is the idea that you can't know so you don't try to know Mm. and that was 
helpful for me because I feel like Why? because I feel like you can still for me I can still believe in some of the spirituality and I can believe in the God that I grew up knewing, knowing in a new way. Yeah. Well, and also, also being agnostic about the actual understanding or the capability of even understanding God yeah. or an afterlife or how the world actually works. Like mm, we don't I, have that. Yeah. And so to me, it's like, it was like the equivalent of Buddhism, right? Like I can, it's, it's not a theology. Yeah. It's a spiritual practice. Right. And so you can be, practicing embodiment yeah and be a christian you mm -hmm, can be practicing mm -hmm. embodiment and be muslim you mm -hmm. can practice embodiment and be atheist there's so many different things that i feel like that gives you it's like a secondary description that that yeah. focuses in for me a little bit more on how i feel like i interact with the world yeah so it to me, it it allowed me space to be able to say, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people that don't know. Yeah. So I'm not alone. Yeah. But just because I don't know doesn't mean I can't believe anything. Yeah. And I have noticed a difference in you. Like, I feel like since, you know, that around that time, that conversation, other conversations we were having privately, like, I feel like you previously had been kind of hanging on to you like, no, I'm like a Christian Christian. Right. Like, you know, a Christian God and Christian beliefs. And you're like, yeah, like you're super supportive of me, but like you were kind of. Well, right. Because a atheist or agnostic to me was a replacement of Christian. Mm -hmm. And right. so for me to have a secondary description of the way that I see the world through the Christian lens that I grew up with. Yeah. Was helpful for me to say, yeah. oh, no, it's okay for me to not know. Yeah. Because that doesn't take away the things that I have had in my life. Yeah. And so that was that was easy for me to to be able to like shed shed that shed the necessity for a primary and singular description of my spirituality. Mm -hmm. no, a non-binary, right? One, if you right. will. Uh, but then now, more recently, we've been having conversations about an afterlife, and I think the like. <laughs> I think the most challenging part for me has been trying to get past the stress and the anxiety that it puts on me mm. to not know, but to, to live in a world and to live in an understanding of the world that there is not a sentient afterlife. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I have to do everything here. I have to do everything now and yeah. I have to do it right and I have to pick the right things. And so that's just been weighing really heavily on me that, this is As it. a perfectionist already, th <laughs> mm. to think that like, I there's not going to be another place where perfect happiness is chosen for me, and I can just sit and be in bliss. Like I have to find perfect happiness here. I have to find universal love here. Like, and so that makes decisions a lot harder. Lights for me. a little fire under your butt. Yeah, but like at this, <laughs> it it, it lights a fire under my butt, but I also can't move. It paralyzes oh, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you know me, I am somebody who hates when people freeze. And so to be the person that's now causing myself to freeze is a little tough. That's probably why you hate it, though, because you recognize it in yourself. Yeah. Well, I mean, isn't that how it always goes? Yeah. Yeah. So and it, it's been like this weird thing that I feel like I obviously I love having conversations with guests on the podcast because I'm able to like it's almost like a a medium, like a 
a way that I can speak about what I believe, but somebody else kind of be in a different place. And so it comes across lighter. And so I feel more comfortable saying almost more what I'm going through or what I'm experiencing or what I believe or what I'm standing in when there's somebody else on the podcast. But when it's like the two of us, I feel like it's a lot more aggressive. So I'm like trying to dance around what... Yeah, you're trying to soften everything. I'm like trying to make it soft. Well, because I'm not trying to... I'm Here's the thing. I'm not trying to educate you in the sense of like here's what I've gone through. Here's what I'm learning. And this is what you need to go through too. Or this is, this is the lens you need to see through because that's not, that's not what we want to do with the podcast or the videos. That's not what we're wanting to do. We just want to talk about, we we're all about stories and hearing maybe somebody else who's gone through something similar or, um, seeing somebody who, who looks like you or represents you or, you know, your sexual orientation or your gender identity, you know, that's why we have the different guests. And so when it's just the two of us, it's sometimes like, there's more pressure. It's more pressure to like, not be pushing, not seeming like we're pushing any sort of agenda or lifestyle or mindset. Well, because when there's a guest on the podcast, you can be like, is this what you mean? Mm-hmm. And let them elaborate. Exactly. Here, we're like, no, this is what <laughs> this, I mean. Yeah. So uh, so to be quite frank, the thing that I've been feeling lately is like with the afterlife, um, I don't really, on, on most of my days, most of the moments of my life, I don't believe that like there is a conscious afterlife. I think it's, I think once you're gone, you're gone. And that's, and that's, that's been okay with me. Like I've always been like semi like on that, that mindset because one, I'll, I'll, I'll back it up a little bit. One, heaven never really seemed that interesting to me. And I'm just, that's just straight up being honest with you. Like just being in a worship band, actually literally here (laughs) being in worship all my life. And then being told like that's all that there is in heaven and like you're just going to be like singing worship forever so i'm working for free (laughs) for eternity for eternity cool uh yeah so that never sounded all that interesting to me and then i was also taught like kind of two things it's like i i was taught that you don't really recognize like your loved ones and your family in heaven but at the same time people who have passed at funerals or things like that were like well we'll see them again one day so i'm like so which one is it? Like, will we recognize them or will we not? Um, And so the idea of not being able to recognize them, I was like, ew, that sounds horrible. Like you're, that sounds evil. Like you're wiping my memory. That sounds like hell. Like that doesn't sound good to me. And then hell honestly never really sounded real. (laughs) And so it just didn't, it wasn't all that scary to like seven layers of hell or is it just one big lava fiery pit? Yeah. Or is it? So I never, I feel like just because of that, I never saying like goodbye to the theology of hell was like quite easy for me. I'm like, yeah, Yeah. makes sense. And then with the idea that like, there's not a conscious afterlife. I'm like, I'm I'm like, that's fine. I'm good with that. It makes me more present. I'm going to like love a lot harder here. I'm going to live a lot more like in the moment here. But then, but then I thought about the idea that I wouldn't see any loved ones again. Like, Whenever there's, I have a grandmother who I've never met in this life. I, even my other grandmother, I only knew when I was literally one years old, like a baby. So I don't know either of my grandmothers. Yeah. Um, and the idea that like, cause I feel very connected to them and the idea that I would never see them 
like I wouldn't have this like reunion or I wouldn't have this like, oh my God, like tell me all the story moment. Like that crushes me. Like that's been the really hard part. And then there's a family friend who recently passed and you know, my, my family, uh, my parents were even talking about, you know, we'll, we'll see them again one day and all this. And it was the first time within my own deconstruction that actually someone close to me had died. So, um, it was the first time I was like, no, I don't, I don't think I will actually. And I, that was, that was sobering. I immediately, my body just like felt the feelings like my eyes just, I literally just started crying. Um, and it wasn't just about this family friend. It was just thinking about ancestors and thinking about generations that I've never met. And I don't know. So that's where I've been. And that's just being quite honest and quite frank. Um, well, and I mean, with all of everything that we've been going through, you're always like, this is so liberating. I hope everybody can find what I'm finding with this. Yeah. And this is the one thing that I'm like, I hope nobody else like I would never wish this, this on anybody. Yeah. It made me really sad whenever you said it. And I was like, no, I ruined. I like not ruined. It's I don't want to. I don't want anyone to hear this who has been an atheist for a while or doesn't believe in an afterlife. And I don't want you like to feel bad that you think like me. <laughs> um, But like I also would. It's like I would never wish that on someone. I don't know. Like that's yeah. a weird place to be is that I wouldn't. I wouldn't wish. In my mind realizing that there isn't that reunion with your loved ones. Like I would never want that because I would much rather for my dad and, or my parents to believe that they're going to see their friends again and that they're going to see their parents again. I don't want them to ever not believe that. Like, Right. I don't want to be the person who like convinces somebody else that that's not a re- like reality. Because well, that, that just makes, I mean, to me, as somebody who wants life to go on forever and ever and ever, that just makes death a lot. Like there's no, there's no joy in the pro, the process of dying. Like there is no, I'll there, see anybody again. Right. It's like, right. It makes dying really scary. It just makes of, it really sad. Like well, it makes yeah, it sad. For sure. But it's just like when when there's not a thing that you're looking forward to on the other side, it's yeah. just like, okay, this yeah. is like really real. I feel like, the, and I feel like that that's the part that I, that it didn't hit me so much. I thought like, I thought it would be like this scary thing. But for me, it's, I think it's something that I've subtly believed since I was a child, like that it just kind of stops. Like yeah. I've, I, you know, and that's just my personality. Like, I think I... I had health issues when I was a kid. <laughs> and so I would, I had blood sugar issues and I would often like pass out. <laughs> um, and you were always just like, I'm like, whatever, <laughs> take, I'm take me away. I can just go night, night and never wake up. Um, so I like, have kind of accepted this like passing away. Right. I don't know. That's just, I'm kind of weird <laughs> like that. Um, so it, it, that part isn't scary to me. It's just like the sad part that I hate. I and mean, then that's that's also who I am. I don't like sad emotions. I avoid them at all costs. Like at all costs. I don't watch sad movies. Yeah. I don't listen to sad songs. Well, the thing for me is I I'm still not in a place. I don't believe there's a sentient afterlife, but I I don't think that means that I don't believe that there is an afterlife. Like to me, I think our no. consciousness uh-huh. is derived from something, and I think it returns to something. And so it's like at least there's that. But you wouldn't. In my mind. But you wouldn't be like 
But Adam. I wouldn't be me. No, no. I think the spirit and the soul are two different things. <laughs> but like, how does that comfort you though? If you're con- if it's not your consciousness. consciousness. Well, it is my consciousness. It's just not my identity. My my <laughs> knowing of all the things doesn't go on. With I mean, me. my relationship with it. I just like. That's great. I I feel like at least I'll have. Because I believe that I'll, too. Like, I'll still exist. Of course you will. See, that's that's the thing about. So I have I have. Um, Mexican heritage. So that's the thing about like the ofrenda that right. I'm like, as long as someone remembers me, I'm alive. <laughs> so I, my legacy has to be like it's a bad bitch legacy. Right. So all my grandchildren remember me. They're like, yo, we can never take this picture off the ofrenda. Oh, uh-uh, she'll come and haunt you. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I don't know. But that's, that's what I mean. Like I, when I was like, most days I don't believe there, there's a conscious like afterlife. Um, and I think that's like why I would probably consider myself more agnostic just cause I'm like, yeah, most, most of the time, most days I don't, but then there's like, there's definitely a mystical side of me. Yeah. That you believe in a lot of spirituality. Yeah. Like you feel connected to, to your grandmother. I do, which is. The- you, and you've, and you've made, and maybe this is more of just your brain doing things, but like you've, and when you were a kid, you would lay and meditate and you would feel spiritual connection when you were when you were in nature and you yeah. would create these portals to your future self that mm-hmm. you now run into those moments and you're like holy cow that was one of those things that I did when I don't I don't even necessarily remember doing it but, but I could, after you've experienced it you're you're like oh yeah I remember doing that but I yeah totally I feel like spirituality is scientific though like yeah. i feel like there's a i well, I, I don't think that i don't think that dismisses <laughs> spirituality which no, is why doesn't. i think we're both it doesn't. more agnostic than we are it, it doesn't dismiss it that's the thing like i that's i don't know that's why it's confu- that's why labels are helpful and sometimes an obstacle there's laws and there's theories and science but there's also absolutes I nah, know. I don't believe in any absolutes ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I I don't. I mean, I feel like there's just too much mystery in this world, even on a science level. Like there is so much that we don't yeah. know and so much we haven't figured out yet that I think potentially spiritual people are just more in tune with things that we haven't figured out in science. Yeah. Like I think mystery is spiritual sp- spirituality. Yeah. Like what you don't understand. So, I mean, perhaps that's why. I mean, I don't know if this is actually true. I was taught this when I was a Christian, so I don't. I don't know if this is a Christian like theory or what. But um, that we only use like ten percent of our brains. Is that? Do you oh, know if no, that's true? That's not true at all. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Erase. <laughs> Erase from the podcast. Yeah. So what is so what? It's just our brain doesn't fully activate all the time. It's not like our brain is constantly on 100% firing on all cylinders. It's just different parts See, of your I brain was, activate when you need them. This is what I was taught. Okay. So I heard <laughs> that, that there's like 90% of your brain that like when you become this enlightened creature, you're like ascend. Yeah. But you, but I was taught in the like in a in the Christian like theology okay. ideology is that you only use a certain part of your brain so that. God can be like, like a mystery and glorified. Oh my <laughs> God. Yeah. That's, ho- I've, I've never, you've never heard that? I wasn't that deep in, oh. in Christian cult. Uh, yeah, Christian cult, literally. Yeah. That's, 
that's you were taught by yeah. I can't believe we haven't talked about this. That your brain was only was ninety percent for God and ten percent for you to control. Yeah, basically. Wait, I don't know how we your brain was turned off. So yeah. that you couldn't fully understand what created you. Right, which is why and then and then they would talk, so these leaders would talk about how that's why the gar- the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve. Oh my god. They wanted to use their whole brain. <laughs> oh my god. And God was like, Nope. <laughs> Sounds like a terrible God. Could well, you imagine? I mean, that would be like, okay, just like trying to compare this to like a real world example would be like how upset people were just about Apple throttling their devices when your battery would start to get a little bit old, right? Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Super upset about the fact that they weren't told that their capability of their device was was being limited. Could you imagine a creator that from the get go, from birth, just like takes away takes away ninety percent of your capability and functioning? Well, just that's what so I was... that it can remain mysterious. I mean, that's like. That's, That's like Wizard taught. of Oz level. That's what I was taught. Deception. So you see why I let go of God real easy. I was like, you're like he's just a man behind a curtain that's too small to even allow his creation to know him. God's a manipulative little bit. <laughs> Censorship. Uh, yeah. Wow. I had no idea that that was something. I thought that was just like. I like, thought you were taught the same thing that I was. And then, you know, a year and a half later out of middle school where you heard it from one of the kids in your class, you were like, oh, yeah, no, that's not true. No, I was literally taught that. Wow. Obviously, until recently, have been like, so is that true? No. <laughs> not about God, but like about right. like our brains. Wow. Anyway, so back to like spirituality and science. Yeah. That goes back to that. Um, it does. Anyway, so... Because I do believe in, like, the mystery of life, I feel like that makes me more of a spiritual person. Um, But then, like, the theologies that I hold. Like, I'm not a – I said this from the very beginning. I'm not a very religious person, I don't think. So then I'm curious, with these connections that you feel with – I mean, let's just say with your grandmother. Yeah. Is she sentient in her in your relationship with her, or is she entirely a a, a, oh, a concept she, of your creation in your mind? I don't know. I don't want. I don't want to believe that. But probably. This so there's is her. This is her mug, by the way. This was her favorite mug. For those of you who are watching, and for those of you who are listening, guess you're gonna have to watch the video. Yeah. It's a cute little fish mug. Um, I took this from my family's house and in. in in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've kept it. It's moved from house to house to house to house to house with me. And I didn't know until recently. I got it out and my dad was visiting. And he's like, and I was like, this is my favorite mug and whatever. And he's like, oh, that was your grandma's favorite mug. And I was like, oh, what? Anyway, it's like one of those like little things there. We've had so many connections. So yeah. I don't, I don't know. It could be just a figment of my imagination, essentially, is what you're implying. But also... Well, and we I've also been, talk about how like trauma lives in the body, and if I other was things live in just the body, get into then... that. I was just gonna say that that I think I feel like it's what I've kind of been experimenting with lately because I'm in this place where I'm trying to legitimize all of my spiritual experiences. You're trying to science them. I'm trying to science them. Um, yeah, I feel like if it is more along those lines of like, oh, it's just my in my imagination, I think it's potentially in my DNA, like in my yeah. actual body. Like the connection that I have with her is just like, yeah, like the like traumas. I 
definitely feel like I have some of her traumas in my body. And we've experienced this. We've talked about it. We've had different things happen and come up where I hadn't had that lived experience, but I. But you were triggered and trauma reactions happened. Yeah. As if you had. And I couldn't, I couldn't not, and I would never have made that up. There was no way would I make myself feel the, the pain that I have felt for no reason. Yeah. You know, um, that's not me. I hate pain. <laughs> I hate sadness. I wouldn't just right. like do it for like some. And fake... you hate attention. So it's not like you, <laughs> it's not like you're asking for attention in any sort of no capacity. No. Yeah. So it's those things, those experiences that make me yeah. not just all logic. Cause I'm just like, or logic science, I guess that's not the right. <laughs> I didn't mean to offend, <laughs> but like, like science stuff, like trying to like prove something all the time. Um, but yeah. Hey everyone. Want to take a quick moment to say thank you for listening. If you like what you're hearing, please share this episode and rate and review the podcast as it helps others find this online community. Thanks so much. Now back to the episode. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's interesting to me to try to like, like what, when you feel connected to people and things through meditation and through, I mean, people feel connected through prayer all the time. It's a real thing. And I'm not out here trying to like dismiss, (laughs) I'm not trying to dismiss anybody's spiritual experience. I want everybody to feel included in their experience of connecting to the divine or whatever it is that you believe. Absolutely. Or connecting to each other through prayer and meditation and, 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 and intentionality. And so I just want to know, like, that's what keeps me curious about spirituality Mm -hmm. is what is it that we're doing that we can connect to each other from thousands of miles away through prayer? We can feel the prayer of others. We can communicate with each other Mm -hmm. things that we haven't actually talked about in person. How is that possible? How is that possible? Like, what is it? And that keeps... That, as John Steingard would say, is the mystery and wonder and of wonder of being <laughs> is like there is so much miraculous that happens in the world yep. without there having to be a sentient God yeah. making it happen, pulling the strings, playing a game with our humanity. Like the fact that Earth exists is interesting enough. The fact that there's still so much in the universe that we have no idea about. And I love that. That is curiosity. That makes me want to do things here now, figure out exactly. the world and and explore the expanse of, if you will, what God created more than trying to connect to and understand what is going to happen after die. I die. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's the point. I think mystery should lead us to em- embodying our humanness. It should lead us to activism. Yeah, agreed. I actually pulled up on my phone. Um, I was doing a, uh, I don't know if you say doing a clubhouse. I was on clubhouse. <laughs> I was clubbing in the house. I was clubbing in the house. Uh, <laughs> Pandemic style. <laughs> literally. Um, but you know, the social media thing, clubhouse. All right. So I was doing that. Actually, speaking of John, he was in that too. Um, and we were asked by the moderator, um, Meg. She said, you know, what, you know, through all of this deconstruction, all the things that like are in your life, like a change and, 
you evolving as a human being, whatever that means for you. Like what is like home? Like what is true? What is good? What is safe for you? Um, And so I actually haven't, I, when she asked that, I, I wrote a little bit on, on, in my notes because I just, I needed to kind of like just type it out, see what fit. And it's almost like I wrote my tenants a little bit, like, like in life, like my, the things that are good, safe and true and home, whatever. I'm adding words that she said, but along those lines. And some of the things I said was the questions are the answers. Mystery is the purpose. Curiosity is the vehicle in which we ride that mystery. Um, And so that was like my main stuff. But then like, you know, I think I opened it up by saying um, I once believed that martyrdom was close to holiness. Right. And now, I mean, I I fully believe that wholeness is closest to holiness. And then I was like, okay, so what is wholeness? Wholeness is embodiment. And embodiment is fully embracing every facet of my humanness. And I know we talk about this a lot. I know it's like my bio on my Instagram. But it's like, to me, my spirituality is figuring out how much of my humanity I can possibly experience. Um, Which, of course does not mean I should avoid sadness because that is part of humanness, which is part of my embodiment work. It's, it's part of like, I want to experience being a human. And that's even 2021 when this new year rolled around, it's something we had kind of talked about, maybe not in those words or with that verbiage, but I was like, I want to be intentional. I want to experience life. I want to, and of course there's a lot of things in 2020 that made us not be able to experience like life outside of four walls. But I feel like there was a lot just growing up and who I was and who I kind of had had become was somebody who was more like safe on the safe side of things. Um, and I fully enjoy building things up and knocking them down. Like that's, that is something I like. Um, but also experiencing like the, the, the makeups and the breakups, the highs and the lows and like the mystery of life and what's after, what came before that's all fun. Like that's all part of being human. That's not like, that's not some other level. You don't have to be some guru. That's not like the struggle of your humanity that you need to try to like no. get rid of. No, it's, it's, it's a part of it. Like that's what we're, that's what we do. Like from little to till the day we die, like the conversation is, we don't know. And this is like, the mystery of it and that I try to tell people when they message me, you know, that they're, they get overwhelmed or they're scared. I just, I, I try to, like I get on their level. Of course I'm like, yeah, that's understandable. And I I get it, but you're not alone, all this stuff. And then I try to remind them like that this is, this is part of just being a human, like that as much as you can. And I'm, I'm not trying to, you know, throw the the positive blanket over things because that's, freaking annoying when people do that and it can be very gaslighting. So I don't do that. But like, I try to remind them that these questions can be fun, like not knowing what happens after and not understanding the way life works and, (laughs) and feeling like effed up sometimes and feeling like, I don't know, just like the curiosity of it all. Like it can be fun. For sure. I mean, just like we talk about and we have talked about that, like we're going to look back on this time of our lives when we're like, we're poor, we're struggling, we're trying to figure out what it is that we're going to do with our lives. Like this is, we're going to consistently seek this out in our lives, not to be poor and to be struggling, but like, (laughs) but like 
the feelings that we have right now are are just as good as the feelings that we're going to have when we're 20 years down the road. Like, yeah. if you believe in the theory of the hedonic treadmill, like, you will always find your level. You'll always oh, yeah. come back down to center, no matter if you're too low or too high. And so, like, I want to be present in this, and I want to keep chasing this, because, because there may be ups and there may be downs, and, and we may be on an upward cycle, but we're always going to come back to level. Yeah. And I don't want to miss out on something just because I'm seeking out some way to be on the high. Yeah. Yeah. And embracing these lows, embracing the questions and the sadness, that's part of vulnerability. Yeah. That's what started our relationship and built it brick by brick, mm-hmm. honestly, from like being friends to being to dating to being married to really trying to figure out what we're doing with our life together like yeah constantly being in a position of loving hard and living like without abandon is necessary to be fully human and you will feel sadness because of it but you will never feel joy without it true the power of vulnerability. Am I right? Thanks, Brene Brown. Thanks, Brene. <laughs> Brene was the catalyst for uh, probably our deconstruction. Let's be real. <laughs> the catalyst of our relationship. So yeah. we're very thankful for her work for sure. Um, yeah. But all that to say, you're going to experience a lot of sadness and activism. You're going to hear a lot of sad stories. You're going to be putting yourself in a lot of challenging positions coming up uh, against opposition that's gonna suck like and that's okay but it's not all sad but it's not all sad I would and and you can (laughs) find you can find the joy in restoring people's dignity and lives and humanity and and And, and your joy is out there too like and the joy chase chase your light that's the thing that like again that's another thing that I just like go back to all the time too I'm just like taught we were taught in christian culture i did at least i was taught like joy was or happiness is all it's like almost sinful to be happy because you're like it goes away so quick so don't like yeah don't revel in it because joy and happiness were supposedly two different things man they're not but i was taught that and so i just feel like if there's something that you take away from this again i'm always like just chase the joy like chase what lights you up if that's the questions like i mean sometimes it's confusing but like chase the questions or chase the things that are like that's fun for you and that's like i don't know nothing it doesn't have to be that serious a lot of these things are serious but it doesn't have to be that serious for sure like not on the daily no if this is all we get you gotta have fun while you're doing it you have to fun Ugh. right joe lumen come on <laughs> joy as resistance um but yeah anyway i think we're gonna wrap up for the day guys because this has just been a lot but i i hope you found something um that you can like resonate with or relate to and if not if you're totally not on board with us and this was just interesting to listen to i'm, I'm happy for that at least it's maybe pretty to look at <laughs> if you're, <laughs> if watching, you're watching the video <laughs> are you calling yourself pretty because you are pretty i mean thank you you're, you're, you're pretty you're, and birdie is pretty <laughs> her plants okay guys uh we're gonna go but thank you all so much for tuning in and we love you guys and until next time bye, bye.